The following is a message by the Reverend Lee Mashburn at Westminster Seminary, California. The statements, views, and opinions presented in this audio are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect and are not endorsed by the opinions of Westminster Seminary, California. For more information about this message or Westminster Seminary, visit us online at wscal.edu or call us at 760-480-8474. That's online at wscal.edu or call us at 760-480-8474. It's my uh, pleasure to introduce our morning devotion speaker. Dr. William Lee Mashburn is currently pastor of Hidden Valley Presbyterian Church, uh, a suburb outside of Salt Lake City, Utah, which is 80% Mormon. He has been there since the summer of 2000. Prior to that, uh, had pastorates in Florida, Iowa, South Carolina. He is a graduate of Wheaton College and Westminster Seminary. The the other one, I'm not going to say where, uh, but and also uh, a doctorate from Covenant Theological Seminary. Uh, Dr. Mashburn is here today with Anthony Thomas, who is the director of Mission Utah, ruling elder uh, in that area, uh, who has a heart for, and they both have a heart for, spreading the gospel in a very difficult area. Uh, 80% Mormon, and yet they are uh, faithfully preaching the gospel and ministering to the flock there. They will be here uh, after chapel as well to talk with anybody who is interested in church planting, Reformed University Ministries, campus ministries uh, in the Utah area, as well as with internships, summer internship opportunities, and so they will be here, and they'll be able to talk a little bit more about that later. And then those of you who are interested, uh, they will also be sponsoring a pizza lunch, uh, free pizza for those who are interested, pizza and pop, uh, this afternoon at uh, the lunch hour. Uh, But uh, Dr. Mashburn, please come forward. Um, Matthew uh, chapter 9, um, 30 years ago this fall, fall of 1979, uh, momentous year I suppose, um, you're thinking because that's the time when this seminary was founded. Um, it's uh, to me, well it's the time I uh, entered Westminster Seminary in that other place as a freshman just getting started 30 years ago. And uh, I have often threatened my congregation when they're not behaving that I may just go and leave you and, and um, uh, become a professor at seminary and teach church planting. I don't know anything about it. But um, what I would do, and so if, if Julius ever were to ask this, you're going to think he's lost his mind. Um, but I think that one of the first things I'd do in my class would be I'd get out a, a toilet plunger. And I'd have that on my desk. And I'd say, now, folks, today, we're going to learn how to work one of these. Um, Because church planning involves uh, using a a toilet plunger. It involves all kinds of things that before I moved to Utah, I would have never imagined that church planters actually do. Um, However, one of the things that I get to do the most, and that is the uh, delight of my heart, is to open God's word. Um, And so then... um, this morning from Matthew chapter 9, verse 36 and 37. But first, let's pray together. Father in heaven, we do thank you for your great mercy and kindness that has been given to us. Lord, we thank you that indeed um, you are this God who loves to serve, that you are a God who 
delights in serving us and that you have done this in giving to us your great gift of grace that Lord you have forgiven us of our sins you have adopted us as sons and daughters Lord we thank you for what you have done for us and Lord even this morning as we would read and study your word Lord we are uh, delighted that you have so ordained it that we would be part of how your church is built, how the truth of the gospel goes out into the world. And uh, Lord, we thank you that you would use us in that way. And we pray that you would speak to us about that, even um, from your word this day. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Matthew 9, 36 and 37. When he saw the crowds... He had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Um, I suppose this is one of those passages that is very often read and uh, preached on. Um, here in this room, I'm delighted by, by that fact. Indeed, a great passage, and um, it's what I would like to help you think about this morning for just a few minutes. Writer James Hewitt said this, one of the most effective advertisements um, ever written appeared in a London newspaper in the last century. It read this, men wanted for hazardous journey, small wages, bitter cold, long months of complete darkness, Constant danger, safe return, doubtful. The ad was written by Sir Ernest Shackleton, the explorer of the South Pole. What kind of person is going to respond to an ad like that? Um, well, as I'm sure you know, hundreds did. And um, when he was asked about the response, here's what Shackleton himself said. He said, it seemed as though all the men in Great Britain were determined to accompany us. Um, what is it about us as human beings that makes it that we like rising to a challenge? Have you noticed that? You put out a challenge out there, and men and women are going to see that and rise to the occasion. Um, that's unique for us as human beings, right? I don't know that much about the dog kingdom or the fish of the world or the birds. Um, but do, the, do these creatures look for a challenge and go, aha, there's a challenge. I want to take that on. I've never seen that. Um, I think we're alone in the creation um, for whom it's true. There's a challenge out there. There's something in us as human beings that we want to rise to that. Why is that? The only thing I can come up with is that the reason for that is that the almighty creator made us this way. Um, that we would be a creature that would like rising to a challenge. And why is that? Well, because the greatest work that's going on in this world is and always has been a work that is opposed and so then, um, of course, that work um, is a work that is always going to be one that must come with a challenge. Of course, that work is the building of, of the church of, of Jesus Christ in this world. Um, always a challenge then, um, and something in us as human beings, the way God has made us, that we would, we would want to, to rise to the occasion. Um, John Piper has put together some very interesting statistics. I haven't verified them, but if Piper puts them out on his website, well, there it is. We'll have to say that it's probably right. 
Um, how about five of them? Um, Piper says this, there are 195 million, 195 million non-churched people in America right now. Um, two, in spite of the rise of, of mega churches, um, there's no county in America where there are more people who go to church now than did 10 years ago. No county in the U.S. Third, um, in the last 10 years, um, the combined communicant membership of all Protestant churches declined by 9%, although the total population in our country went up by 11%. Um, for each year, 3,500 to 4,000 churches uh, in our country closed their doors for good. Um, so he came to the conclusion, um, uh, number five, that the single most effective evangelistic methodology under heaven is planting new churches, Peter Wagner. Um, think about those statistics for just a minute with me. Piper's saying that there's 190 million people in our country who don't go to a Christian church. 190 million people. Um, so what does that tell you? Um, well, um, where does that put us in the world? There are over 190 million people in China who don't go to a Christian church. There are over 190 million people in India who do not, uh, are not a part of a Christian church. Um, 190 million pe people in Indonesia who are not. Um, but there aren't really any other countries on the face of the, of, the, of the earth that have 190 million people, except Brazil is right at 190 million people. But a lot of people in Brazil go to church. There are Brazilian missionaries, actually, that are coming to the States. Um, so Brazil can't count as having 190 million uh, people who don't uh, go to church. What, what that means, then, is that the U.S. Um, is third, um, the, has the third largest number of people who are, are not going to church, who don't attend Christian churches, of all of the world's nations. The third we are. Um, a lot of people are, are considering, where in the world would the Lord have me uh, go as a missionary into the harvest field. Well, you're in one of the, the biggest mission fields that there is uh, on, on the earth. Um, or how about this? The statistic that Piper offered, there is no county in our nation where more people go to church now than did 10 years ago. When I heard that, I thought, aha, Piper, I've got you. I know something you don't. I live in, in Salt Lake City. And I was thinking maybe in Utah County, the county where uh, BYU is and Provo, people are moving there um, right and left. New communities popping up everywhere. They're all Mormons. And I figured, aha, that's a place where more people go to church now than did 10 years ago. And as best I can research it, the statistic is even true there in Utah County. Um, so I suppose Piper's statistic uh, holds up, um, at least as far as I can tell. There isn't a county in our country where it isn't true that less people go to church now than did 10 years ago. Um, so, um, oh, how about churches then? 3,500 churches uh, closed last year, and only 1,500 new churches opened, a loss of 2,000 churches in our country last year. Um, these are some alarming statistics in some ways. I was teaching on this in the Utah State Prison last Monday, sharing these. And so I said to them then after talking about this some, I said, so what do these numbers mean to you? What do they say to you? And one man, he said, I, I want to jump up right now and go out there and start telling people about Christ. He's serving 15 to life. <laughs> you will graduate shortly. Um, indeed, we live in a place that is an enormous mission field. 
the thought is going around that there are too many people in American seminaries. Maybe you've heard that kind of idea expressed. If you were to take the number of graduates from here and the number of graduates at Westminster, Philadelphia, and Covenant Seminary, and all the gajillion campuses of RTS, add all that number together, and what do you come up with? You come up with a number that you'll think, well, wait a minute, there isn't any possible way that the PCA could, that there's not that many churches looking for pastors as there are just those graduates alone. So maybe someone would, would say to you, what, what were you thinking? Right, the ADA, my dad's a dentist, the ADA would never allow such a thing to happen. Um, they would say, we don't want the number of people going to dental school that's going to mean that there's going to be so many dentists when you come out, you won't, there won't be enough patients for you, we don't want that. So maybe you think, um, what about all of the people who are uh, going to seminary in America? Um, well, I'm glad, because here you're being trained to reach this 190 million Americans who don't ever go to church, 190 million um, people in our own country who um, never go to a Christian church. Um, so I'm doing what Matthew chapter 9 is saying. Um, ask that the Lord would send out workers into his uh, harvest field. Those workers are you. I'm serving a church that I planted nine years ago um, in a suburb of Salt Lake City. There's 50,000 people in this suburb. When I moved there nine years ago, there were three uh, Christian churches. Three. Um, now, I grew up in South Florida. I'm going to imagine the statistics are similar to here in Southern California. Um, look as hard as you want. For any town of 50,000 people, um, any community of 50,000 in California, how many church Christian churches are you going to find? Um, well, in South Florida, it would, it, there's no town of 50,000 people that has less than 100 uh, Christian churches in it. Uh, my suburb, Draper, had, had three. Um, three Christian churches in, 50, in a town of 50,000 people. Um, when, I knew there, when I moved there, I knew that people were praying. As Matthew 9, 36 is saying, I knew that people were praying. Lord, send out workers into the harvest field, and um, Mashburns are going to be four of them. Uh, send those. And uh, for nine years, I have found this an incredibly uh, challenging task, uh, living in a Mormon world, proclaiming the truth of, of the gospel every day. Um, when I shared these statistics that John Piper, I didn't mention his name, but I shared these statistics last week with a lady who was coming uh, to our church because there's an election today in Utah, and she's on the election committee, so she was coming to help set things up for that. And um, I shared with her, we got in a conversation, I shared with these statistics, you know, there's no county in our nation where um, it isn't true that less people are going to church 10 years ago. And you know what she said? She said, well, you know, I know exactly what you're talking about. I grew up here in Draper. And can you believe it that our city now allows people to sell alcohol here? Isn't it true? And I, and I just had to stand there kind of in stunned silence. When I mentioned that there are 190 million Americans who don't go to church, how many of you, you want to raise your hand, how many of you thought, I bet they're drinking? <laughs> Is there anybody here at all in the room who alcohol even came into it? <laughs> um, here's a, a, a town filled with people who have absolutely no conception of what the gospel is about. Um, no understanding of the significance of, of the cross of Jesus Christ's death and resurrection. No understanding, as Acts uh, 17 is proclaiming, 
This is an almighty God who can't be served by human beings. He, he loves to serve. He can't be served. Um, Utah, a, a great mission field, um, like, like our country. Oh, by the way, um, last Sunday I also asked this, I said in church, um, any of you here in this room, we, we were studying through the book of Acts, and we were in Acts 17. I said, you know, it can be very discouraging sometimes, planting churches in Utah. Um, and maybe you're discouraged by this church, by Hidden Valley. So I said, all right, how many of you who are here in the room today uh, grew up in Utah as a Christian? Go to church, raise your hand. And one elderly man on the front row raised his hand. One. And I said, well, folks, uh, when you're discouraged, think about this. Right now, while you're listening to me speak, there are downstairs a sled load of kids in their different classrooms, Kingdom Kids classes. All we do is stay here 20 years. Um, and I ask the same question and think of all of those hands that are going to go up. Something is happening. Something is, is changing. Um, Matthew 9 is this. Pray that the Lord would indeed send out workers into his harvest field. Um, and that is my prayer. I'll, I would end with this. Um, the story is told of Will Rogers, um, who was going to his friend Eddie Cantor for advice. Uh, Rogers was thinking about changing something in his act and was worried that maybe uh, it would just be too much. Um, so he, was, he asked his friend Eddie Cantor for advice, and his advice was this. Go out on a limb. Why not go out on a limb? Um, that's uh, where all the fruit is. And I suppose we could say that going to seminary these days is in some ways going out on a limb. Certainly moving to Utah as a church planter is that. Um, but that's also where the fruit is. Will you join me in praying that the Lord would send out workers in to his harvest? Let's pray. Father in heaven, we do thank you for what you have done for us, that you've given us this great gift of your grace, that we indeed belong to you this day because of what you've done in us, what you've done for us. Um, Father, we thank you for that. We thank you that we see your evidence. We see the evidence of your work um, everywhere, everywhere we look. Um, Lord, we thank you for, indeed, um, this seminary and places of training. Lord, we would ask that, indeed, the 190 million Americans who didn't go to church last Sunday, um, Lord, we ask, indeed, that you would continue to use um, graduates of this seminary um, in reaching those people and proclaiming the gospel um, and being a part of how you bring men and women everywhere to yourself um, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Copyright 2009, Westminster Seminary, California. All rights reserved. You are permitted to reproduce and distribute this material in any format, provided that you do not alter the wording in any way, and you do not charge a fee beyond the cost of reproduction. For web posting, a link to this document on our website is preferred.